Hey there, and thank you for listening to Hashtag Helston HealthCast. This is Derek here, and I just wanted to give you some quick programming notes before we get started with the podcast itself. Uh, today, we are going to discuss anti-obesity medication with David Tran. It was a great conversation on a very, very popular topic right now. Um, while we were having the conversation, we used a lot of terms that, uh, unfortunately, while we were discussing them, we didn't necessarily define for you guys. Um, and they are medical terms, clinical terms that some of you out there might not know. So uh, just for your edification, I wanted to come on and discuss those with you and give you a short definition. So when you're listening to the podcast, there's no confusion for anybody out there uh, that might not know those terms. Uh, the major ones we used were um, indication and contraindication. So for indication, a symptom or circumstance that makes a particular medical treatment desirable, it is the basis for initiation of a treatment for a disease or of a diagnostic test. Um, there's a couple different types of uh, indications. Um, it can be furnished by knowledge of the cause, which is a causal indication. There's also a symptomatic indication, which is uh, furnished by the symptoms present or uh, a specific indication, which could be furnished by the nature of the disease. Um, there is a contraindication is another term we use quite a bit, and that is basically the opposite of an indication. Uh, it is a symptom or a condition that makes a treatment risky or serves as a reason to not take a certain medical treatment due to the harm that it would cause the patient. Um, so when you hear those terms, basically if we say if there is an indication for taking a medication, that means there is a good reason for taking it. Um, if there is a contraindication, that means there is a good reason to not take it. Uh, so those are the major terms that we use that we kind of didn't give you a clue on what those meant. So I wanted to go ahead and give you an idea. Um, also wanted to uh, make a quick note that National Pharmacist Day is coming up on January 12th. So just want to uh, give a big thank you to all of our pharmacists out there doing great work for our community and uh, continue to do the good job that you do every single day. Um, so without further ado, I'll let you get onto the podcast and you guys have a great day. And remember to stay hashtag Houston Healthy. Hello and welcome to Hashtag Houston HealthCast, a podcast powered by Houston Healthcare as part of our Hashtag Houston Healthy initiative. My name is Derek and my guests and I endeavor to bring the people of Houston County, Georgia and beyond healthcare advice, news, tips and updates so they can live a more Hashtag Houston Healthy lifestyle. This is our first episode of the new year and many of our listeners have likely made their resolution for 2024 to get in shape and lose a few of those pounds they gained over the holiday season. With that in mind, today's topic we'll be discussing today is anti-obesity medication, the most prolific options available, what they do, and who should consider them as an option in their weight loss journey. With me today is David Tran. He's the clinical pharmacy manager here at Houston Healthcare. How are you doing today, David? Oh, I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing all right. Thank you for being on the podcast with me today. Yeah, you're welcome. Anytime. Uh, so before we get too far into the topic at hand, I'd like to introduce our listeners to our guests. Um, so let's introduce the listeners to David a little bit. Uh, how long have you been a pharmacist? I have been a pharmacist for a little over 10 years now. I made my 10-year, um, I guess, mark uh, just this past year. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm chugging right along. 10 years in pharmacy, that's, that's a long right. time to do it. Um, how much of that time has been spent with Houston Healthcare? Well, all 10 years, all 10 years. So okay. uh, once I graduated pharmacy school in 2013, I started uh, right out of school, and I haven't been anywhere else. Awesome. So you've always been in, in hospital pharmacy. Yes, that's correct. Mm -hmm. um, 
So why pharmacy? Um, were there any motivations or role models that made you want to be a pharmacist? Yes, most certainly. Um, so um, one of my sisters growing up, uh, she was in healthcare. She uh, was a uh, dental hygienist. And she always pushed me to be a dentist. I know that's not anywhere close to being sure. uh, a pharmacist, but, um, you know, so I, I pursued that path, but it didn't work out the way I wanted to. So I knew I wanted to be in healthcare at that moment in time. And um, one particular experience uh, growing up um, involved pharmacy. Um, so, uh, you know, instead of going to the doctor, like most people would normally do, I went to the pharmacy to get medical advice. And uh, the pharmacist was able to help me um, by recommending a medication that was over the counter and prevented me from having to go to the doctor. Yeah. So um, that was a changing experience for me. So so I knew that at that moment in time, I could uh, be a resource and impactful on the community um, by serving the pharmacy world. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, a little backstory for the listeners. Uh, for me, I spent a lot of my um, formative healthcare marketing uh, time in a uh, a pharmacy management company. So I've dealt a lot with pharmacists and um, I think that they are mistreated a lot as kind of a secondary person in the healthcare world when they can often be the primary healthcare provider for a lot of people. Oh, I completely agree there. Especially in small communities where, you know, someone, you know, ne can't necessarily afford to go to the doctor or, you know, might not want to go speak to the doctor. A pharmacist is often a community leader in healthcare where they, can have a conversation and say, well, you can buy this over the counter and, you know, help with this. So yeah. it's interesting to hear that that inspired you to be a pharmacist because I totally can see that. And I totally, yeah. I, I've seen that working in that world that that's, that happens more often than not. So pharmacy is incredibly important. It's an important part of what we do here at Houston Healthcare and it's an important part of the healthcare world in general. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about the topic at hand. Um, as we've said in previous episodes, obesity is a major problem facing our community and our uh, country at large. Uh, per the CDC, as of 2022, 35% of adults or higher in 22 states across the U.S. are obese, with this number having increased consistently for many years. Recently, there's been a surge of popularity for one of our weapons in the battle against this epidemic, which was anti-obesity medications. Uh, David, can you list some of the more common anti-obesity medications you see prescribed on a regular basis? Yeah, sure thing. Um, there's two two different routes that you can really um, be given uh, in regards to those anti-obesity medications. So uh, the most common is the oral route, um, one of which um, is most more popular is uh, Oralistat. Um, there's Fentramine as well. Um, so those are the two primary PO medications that um, are prescribed. Um, as for injectables, there's Wigovi, um, as well as Monjero. And there's a couple others um, out there as well. Um, you know, the injectables have really taken off um, mm -hmm. just because of the efficacy of um, and the impact that is made uh, in regards to weight loss. Um, so, yeah, you see uh, quite a bit of those being prescribed nowadays. It's very trendy. Yeah. Specifically injectables, you see that quite a bit. Yes, most definitely. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned Wagovi. Um, I think um, Wagovi is the newer um, version of a similar drug, um, which was, I think, Ozempic. Is that correct? Yes, that's that's absolutely correct. Yeah. So, yeah. So Ozempic, it was a medication that was originally developed for uh, diabetic patients, you know, to right. lower their, their blood sugar. 
but one of the side effects um, that um, was as a result of the medication was uh, weight loss. So they saw that um, and as a benefit, obviously, and developed um, Wagovi. Um, so, but the two aren't um, necessarily uh, equivalent right. because the dosing is a little different uh, for the two indications. Um, so kind of be you kind of have to be careful about what you pick up and what the dosing is because uh, to maximize uh, weight loss, you have to reach a certain dose sure. um, in order to to have the optimal gain. So it's a higher dose for um, specifically weight loss than it would be for diabetes management. Um, in some cases, yes. Okay. Okay. Um, so how exactly do these medications that we've kind of talked about uh, work on the body to help with weight loss? Yeah, so um, specifically Wagovi and um, Monjero, uh, they delay gastric emptying. So um, your body's processing food a little slower. So you're not um, having that appetite to, to eat as much. Um, and it also uh, decreases the amount of glucagon that is released from the body um, and stimulates the increase of um you know, normally occurring insulin in your body. Not, yes, insulin. Okay. Yep. So, um, yeah. So by decreasing the amount of glucagon, um, glucagon raises your blood sugar, whereas insulin um, decreases your blood sugar. Okay. Interesting. So it basically affects how quickly you're processing foods and how your body processes them. So you're not, you know, yes. it slows everything down. Basically. Yes, exactly. Okay. Makes sense. Are there any generic versions available of these prescriptions, or are they just the the name brands right now? At this moment in time, they uh, are all trades, so just okay. name brand medication. So that's okay. uh, one of the reasons why they're so expensive. Gotcha. Um, with generics, usually um, you will see a decrease in price, but because they're relatively new drugs, mm -hmm. um, you know they have a patent for X amount of time. Sure, makes sense. Um, so, what kind of patient would likely be prescribed these kinds of medications? So um, there are parameters um, in regards to BMI. Um, so you have to meet a certain BMI to be eligible, um, at least to be covered through insurance. Um, uh -huh. And um, for, for that BMI, I want to say the BMI um, cutoff is 30. Um, and in patients who have some cardiovascular risk, uh, the BMI cutoff is 27. Okay. So not awfully high. I mean, I myself, I, I believe my BMI is a little north of 30. I hate to admit that, but, um, you know, so technically I could be eligible for sure. it, but, um, you know, it is my personal choice to, to not, because I mean, there, there are certain things that you can control, mm -hmm. um, to, to, you know, facilitate weight loss. Sure. So that's typically what you would see a physician prescribing for, or is that like just insurance wise? Um, insurance, because a lot of times uh, insurance will not cover a medication if you don't meet these criteria. Gotcha. Um, so it's important that um, you meet those criteria and um, that is being provided to the insurance for approval. So basically a doctor could prescribe you for it, but if you don't meet those criteria, then it's probably going to be mostly out of pocket. Correct. Yeah. Gotcha. Understood. Are there any common side effects to be aware of for any of these medications? Yeah, uh, so the most common side effects for these medications um, are nausea, uh, vomiting. Um, so, you know, with it slowing down how you process um, food, um, you know, it can have an effect on your appetite. So 
um, a lot of these studies that were uh, done for these medications, um, you know, they, they didn't really use the side effects as a, a marker for whether um, for whether it, it had an effect on, you know, appetite. Mm-hmm. But as you can imagine, if you're nauseated and vomiting, it'd be hard to hold anything down. So. Right. Makes sense. Maybe some fatigue, constipation, are those also? Yes. Yeah, okay. so mainly GI-related okay. uh, side effects, yes. Makes sense. Um, how long do you typically take these medications, and uh, what happens if you stop taking them? Yeah, so uh, some of the studies, I think the the study that um, had the longest length of period was four years. Um, but um, anything longer than that, we're unsure of, you know, okay the effects on weight loss itself. Um, so we don't know if it's going to be sustained or not, especially if you stop the medication. Mm-hmm. A lot of times um, when you stop the medication, you, there is some weight gain associated with it. Mm-hmm. Now, you may not gain all of that weight back, but you, you will most certainly gain some back. Makes sense. Um, are there any age limits for these medications? Are these uh, medications that teens and children can take? Or is it mainly adults? It is mainly adults. Um, yeah, I haven't seen any indications for, for children or okay. adolescents. Uh, there are some contraindications involved. So it's contraindicated in uh, pregnancy, uh, which makes sense. I mean, if you're, if you got a bun in the oven, you know, you want to feed right. that bun, you know. So, yeah. um, and also um, some thyroid um, issues there. So, um, so if you have a history of thyroid um, cancer or, you know, adenomas or, pregnancy, make sure to um, let your physician know, um, because we certainly don't want you to be on this medication Sure, in those cases. Yeah. Um, can these uh, medications help a patient lose weight without any exercise or dieting or any lifestyle changes involved? That has not been studied. Okay. Um, these medications are indicated as an adjunct yeah. to uh, diet and exercise okay. and other lifestyle modifications. Um, so it's uncertain whether, you know, there's no head-to-head trials where one versus the other sure. has a bigger impact. Um, so thus the, the adjunct indication. Makes sense. So, you know, it's kind of something that you're using in tandem with other efforts to lose weight. It's not something you can right. just take and you're not going to, you know, have to do anything else. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, for our listeners out there who may be good candidates for these medications and are considering discussing with the with their physician about whether or not to take them, uh, can you speak to the limited availability being caused by their surge in popularity? Is that something to be concerned about? Yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, just recently uh, the FDA issued um, a notice of um, counterfeit Ozempic. I know okay. it's it's kind of Ozempic and Wagovi. And it may be being prescribed um, inappropriately uh, mm-hmm. due to the shortages right. for weight loss. Um, but yeah, the FDA had issued a warning that there was counterfeit Ozempic um, out on the market. Okay. So, um, and that has been reported in other countries as well. And we're talking about thousands of units. Mm-hmm. So, with these um, counterfeit medications, we're unsure if it's pure. So, uh, it may increase you know, the risk of infection, it may not have an effect at all. So uh, that's something you do have to um, worry about, you know, and it takes away from the population that absolutely needs it as well, right. the diabetic um, patients, um, to better control their, their blood sugars. Right. 
which and, and and the point being, you know, if you're taking these medications and, um, you know, there is a shortage and you want to keep taking it, it could be difficult, especially with how popular they are, how many people are taking them right now. So just being aware of that and being aware of, you know, there are shortages out there. There are, you know, bad actors creating options out there for you to continue to take it that aren't safe. So, you know, speak to your physician because everybody is different. And everybody should speak to their physician if they want to start a new medication. Talk to them about, you know, what happens if there is a shortage, if I can't get the medication, you know, and I have to be off of it, what would that mean for me? So definitely something to talk about. Um, so you kind of touched on it a little bit when we talked about insurance. Um, are these medications typically covered under insurance? Um, I have, as an inpatient pharmacist, um, we don't have these medications um, on formulary. Okay. Um, so on the insurance side, I'm not too sure of that. Uh, outpatient side, from what I hear at least, um, it has pretty good coverage as long as you meet those criteria. Okay, understood. Um, so I want to go ahead and thank you, David, for coming on the podcast and discussing this uh, very interesting topic with me today. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. If you are interested in trying one of these medications and would like to speak to one of our physicians to see if they would be a good fit for you, visit our website at hhc.org forward slash services forward slash primary dash care to learn more. That link will be in the description below. Uh, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We post episodes here before anywhere else and uh, hit that notification bell so you never miss an episode. If you prefer your podcast on another podcasting channel, we have them. You can find those links in the description as well. We have some great episodes planned for 2024. Our next episode will be discussing sepsis awareness with Donna Mettendorf. So be sure to stay tuned. Very interesting topic. Uh, David, do you have any parting words to share? Yeah, so with the new year, as you said, you know, everyone has their goals. Uh, I myself have my goals too. But um, in regards to weight loss, you know, um, you know, a lot of it has to do uh, with um, being comfortable with being uncomfortable. So making some changes in your life uh, that will prevent you from having to be on these medications. There's no medications out there that will solve all your problems. So um, that's my message to the community, you know, be being comfortable with uncomfortable. I know it's not an easy thing to do, um, but, you know, just putting yourself um, out there so that, um, you know, you put yourself, yourself a step forward from the day before. Sounds good. Great message, David. Thank you. And uh, thank you again. And remember to stay hashtag Halston Healthy.